1: Welcome to Camp Code, a podcast brought to you by Camp Hacker. This podcast is dedicated to what many camp professionals believe to be the most important time at camp, no matter what you call it, staff training, orientation, or leadership training. This critical time period prepares your staff to fulfill all the promises that you make to parents and customers throughout the rest of the year. My name is Ruby Compton. I'm the Summer Camp Program Director at Green River Preserve in Western North Carolina. Uh, We are a summer camp that's focused on connecting children with nature, and we're located on a 3,400-acre private wildlife preserve. Uh, Before we get going any further, I want to introduce our other hosts. Uh, So, Gab, why don't you kick it off for us?
2: Uh, well, my name's Gabrielle Rael, and I'm one of the camp directors at Camp Oro. Uh, camp is an all-girls camp in the Laurentian Mountains, and we focus on a linguistic program, French and English.
3: And I'm Beth Allison. I am a camp consultant talking to you from Woodstock, Ontario, Canada. I was a camp director and an executive director for 15 years with my husband, Travis Allison, and we currently run Camp Hacker and our new venture, Go Camp Pro.
1: Cool. So today's topic is best interview practices. Beth, can you share a little bit about why we chose this topic for
3: today? Absolutely. Um, We say this all the time on Camp Code, but leadership training begins with hiring. And the interview process is, for most people, the way that directors decide whether a staff member is a good fit for camp or not um, and so it's really important for us that you put the effort in at the beginning because we've said before it's a whole lot less work than having to let someone go
1: absolutely Cool. So uh, all three of us have a little bit different camp experiences and I'm sure a little bit different interview processes. So I just want to start off uh, with each of us sharing the interview process that you use currently or that you have found to be the most helpful um, or or that you just enjoyed the most. So uh, Beth, can you start us off on that one?
3: Sure. Um, I think before I start, I just have to say that it's really imperative that your interview's and your questions at your interviews do six things. So two for you and four from their end. So from your end, I think interviews are... It's really important that your applicant knows what you value and what you think is important. And I also think for from your end that it sets the groundwork for training right from that day. Um, from their end, it... Um, It gets them to really show you their true selves, not what they think you want to hear or want to see. It gives them an opportunity to shine, um, so offering as many different opportunities as there are personalities, so that everybody has that opportunity to show you what they've got. Um, It helps them to find out, it helps you to find out how they work uh, with and care for children and teens. And... Uh, also how they will work as part of a staff team. I think that that's really important. So for us, um, we had a three-pronged process. One was a written application uh, where we needed all their information, their quals, the positions they were interested in. Um, They had three essay-type questions that they needed to answer. Uh, Part two was a creative project, and it was different every year, but we would um, ask a question. For example, what can a community of camp people do for a child, and they could answer it any way they wanted to. So whether that was through video, or through a book, or through a physical project. One year we had a staff member build us a toolbox, so she built a wooden toolbox and every tool in it, and then every tool had written on it, um, you know, what it could be used for, Um, and it was really, really interesting. It was really well done. And our third part of our process was always a hiring day. So, for us, a team is not a group of people that works together, but a team is a group of people that trust each other. So, we needed to start building that trust from day one, and for me, that was hiring day.
1: Awesome. I love that question. What can the camp community do for a child? I could already see a staff training session <laughs> just being built right out of that. So, very cool. Um, Gab, tell us about yours. Um, ours uh,
2: Basically, for, for a lot of our staff members um, don't live around camp, so some people are able to gather a lot of people together and, and do sort of group interviews, and, and as, uh, I really wish that we could do that. That's actually something that I, I've, I've, you know, in the past tried to figure out how we can do, but our reality is that most of the time our our staff members come from quite far away, so a lot of the stuff that we do... Is over Skype, and um, and I really really like the Skype process because you can see um, you can see the the staff members' face mm-hmm. and you can see their reactions. So the first thing first things first that we make sure that our staff members that are being interviewed um, have Skype. And then the other thing is is that it's very similar to to Beth, if we have a, a creative um, application for our staff members, and we actually uh, borrowed that from Beth and Travis a long time ago. And it's come to be something quite amazing as a process for our staff members because they really are able to express themselves mm-hmm. uh, and, and find what's exciting about camp. And it really also separates those staff members that are just coming back just because that's what they've been doing year after year, uh, and the staff members that are, are you know looking for something some more challenges and are excited to come back to camp, but coming back for the right reasons. Um, a lot of people uh, can. BS on, on a, an application, right. um, and also a lot of people aren't really built to, you know, to do well on applications, so mm-hmm. this really allows them to succeed, um, and so when we have an application that's not maybe at full potential, it really opens up for a dialogue of, this is what I've noticed, you know, it doesn't seem like you put everything into it. Let's talk about that. And and right from, from that point, uh, we have something to, to talk about. And I get to meet our staff on a different level. You know, I didn't know that so-and-so loved sewing or I didn't know that so-and-so was so involved in music and, you know, wrote a song. And mm-hmm. um, we had a staff member that brought her, did a whole thing in her school. And she got her whole school involved and did sort of this, like, Musical throughout the school um, to show that she wanted to be staff coordinator. And look, she and she sort of said, "Look, I can boss people around, and they don't even know it." <laughs> um, but it was it was absolutely fantastic. But it, I just I didn't know she had that in her at all. And the fact that she was able to organize all of that and put it together it was it was quite amazing. So one of our first things is definitely the the creative application, um, and as well as we set up a meeting for staff members not to necessarily apply for positions, but to talk about what they like at camp and what, how they grow at camp. And then through those conversations, we make suggestions with them about what position might fit that. So um, there are staff members that are like, yes, canoeing, that's what I want to do. But for the most part, we try to get them to just think about uh, camp and the camp experience, and through a conversation, then we look at maybe what positions uh, they might be interested in. Um, so we serve, that's our, our starting point.
1: Cool. Cool. Um, I would say ours is probably less involved than both of y'all's. <laughs> was. Um, so, one of the tools that I really use that I adore is Doodle. Um, I have a, a form email that uh, when I read an application, we do have a written application as well. It's pretty general, pretty standard stuff, um, and seems like a solid applicant on paper. They'll get an invitation to tell me what times will work for them. It's really great because I, I get a calendar view. I'm very visual, so I can look at the calendar and go, Ah, yeah, this time, and click on it. And say, Okay. They immediately get a notification back that says Ruby picked this time, um, and so that saved me a lot of time from my first summer when I was scheduling interviews and just so many back and forth emails and phone calls. So If you haven't used scheduling software, I highly recommend it because it it makes things a lot easier. Um, And so then we schedule an interview, um, and I'll talk about my questions later. But again, pretty standard fare, but we do a lot of ours through Skype as well. Um, And I totally agree with Gab that being able to see the person and see how they react and the energy they bring to it and um, even like – when they answer a question, are they looking into the camera or looking at you on the screen, or are they, like, looking off into space? You know, it's, it's an awkward medium a lot of times, especially that first time you do it, but um, I think you can tell a lot by how people are interacting even with the screen. Um, Absolutely. And and so then after our interview, we actually uh, put something new in this year, um, which is, for at least for our cabin staff, they have to do a writing sample, like, actually handwrite uh a letter to a camper parent. And so they get a, a worksheet basically they can download through our application um, that gives a bunch of information about a camper. Um, you know, and it's good and bad. Like so and so Fred really likes his counselor. Um Fred has a little bit was a little bit homesick. He's really nervous about camp out. He's not getting along with a camper in the cabin. Um, he is uh, really loves dance and archery, you know, and, and then having the these applicants just, first of all, handwrite, do you know how to, to handwrite a letter? Because that is a dying skill. Um, and, <laughs> yes. and then just seeing how they express it and, and how do you talk about um, that child and, and how do you express the things that uh, aren't so positive. And you know, again, we know that they're not going to be perfect because they haven't been given any coaching on this. Um, but it's amazing even right there you can see a difference in, in maturity and um, formality. And some of it's just polished. Like how polished is this person? Um, and and I think it provides a an, an extra piece to the puzzle of like how teachable and trainable are these people too. Um, so I've really, really enjoyed that getting getting to see that happen. Um, and then we often will schedule a second interview and um, I, I'm going into being a director, I've pretty well thought like within a, fir- a first interview, you can pretty well know like, yes, I definitely want to explore more with this person or nope, I'm not interested. And like you have the occasional. But if you're feeling that way, you know, I've often found that that's probably not going to be the best hire. They may, they may prove themselves later, but, um, it's generally the people that you're, you're pretty enthusiastic about and and feel really good about that, that do end up working out. There are certainly exceptions to that rule. Um, (laughs) But, we all know them, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, I was also talking to a director recently, and and he said, you know, we do three interviews because somebody can be really totally on their A game that first interview, but it's yep. unlikely that they're going to be quite so spot on for interview two and three. Um, and he and they set up their interviews where you know they're interviewing with a male director one time and a female director another time, and just seeing if those interactions are any different. Um, and so that's that's kind of converted me to wanting to try to have at least a couple interactions with the staff before with the applicant before offering them a job. Um, so that's our basic process. Again, pretty standard fare. Um, the other thing that I do that I, I really love technology-wise is I have my interview questions on a um, on a Google form. So um, the the interview questions are set up as the form, and then I can type in notes into the the boxes like somebody would fill out that form, and then I can hit submit. Um, And then I can go back into the back end of that spreadsheet where it saves and just download their line of responses into a PDF and then upload that Mm -hmm. into – we use Campminder, so right up into Campminder in their notes. Um, So that makes it really nice because if there's other people that want to see their interview notes, want to see what they said – Um, They can go right into our database management software and and see that, and it's just a real easy, quick tool. Um, So that's something, again, if you're not using uh, and are trying to to figure out another way to kind of speed up that process or make it a little more efficient, I think that 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 can be a good option. Any other thoughts on the process?
2: I think uh, for um, we also do three interviews, whether they're um, returning staff or new staff members. And I think that to a lot of uh, camp directors that maybe are have a smaller team to do interviews, that can be a little bit daunting. Um, uh, it's, it's a lot of work. I mean, people ask, what do I do all year? Uh, <laughs> I'm like pretty much staff interviews. That's a lot. It's pretty much <laughs> what I do. Um, I think, I think that one of the things is that I've, I've trained some of my leadership team members to do, to be able to do some of those interviews, even if they might not be returning the next year. And, um, they shadow interviews. They do about five interviews with me and we go through the process together. And then I allow them to do the second interview on their own. Uh, and it alleviates some of that, that time that is spent for, for interviews and it gives somebody else a different perspective. Um, of camp because they're meeting somebody else. And uh, that's been very useful in what you're talking about, Ruby, is keeping everything online and and that kind of organizational piece I think is really, really important. Um, We send an email to all of the people that we've interviewed and we cap what we talked about. So that also takes a little bit of time, but it's it's stopped um, misunderstandings where we've noticed that some of our, our younger staff members even though they're present in the interview and they're engaged, they don't always hear everything that we're talking about, so we just do we just paraphrase basically exactly what happened, and we send that e- that email out, and also that stops with any misunderstanding. So when you have a couple of different interviewers and we put that email together, both people or three people look at it and say, yep, that makes sense," and then the staff member responds saying, "Yeah, that's exactly what we talked about <laughs> that's cool, <laughs> which is
3: great, yeah. Nice, and I just want to add that with hiring days, because if you haven't listened to our podcasts before, um, for us, we would bring everybody together uh, who was applying for either a senior staff position or a counselling position, so we ran two different hiring days, and uh, if you lived more than two hours away, we didn't expect you to come, but if you were within a two-hour drive, you came to that your specific day. And um, for us, it was a chemistry test to see uh, how well people fit together as a team. And even if you were a great staff member last year, we really needed to see how you would work as part of the team this year. And having that whole day laid out for them, we sort of went from 10 till 4, um, and we even all ate lunch together, which was also very telling. Um, And I watched everything. I watched everybody as they participated. I listened, uh, all of those things. And in the afternoon, people... people were pulled out for interviews during that time period. So everybody had a chance to have a half an hour interview as well. And we would either have, um, board members or, uh, alumni that we trusted um, who would run the interviews. The questions would be written by Travis and by me, um, and they were videotaped. So we got to watch them later, but we didn't leave the hiring day because we didn't want to miss out on what happened. And I think as we go into the podcast and talk about questions and things, I can let you know some of the things we did during a hiring day. Um, But for us, it was always really important. And even if you were on staff for like the 10th year in a row, you still had to come to hiring day cause we needed to see what the fit was like. Um, and then it, that often told us where people's positions should really be targeted.
1: Cool. Yeah. My, the YMCA camp where I worked, um, they started doing group interviews and, their structure was, was similar. Um, the thing that they told the staff to come to do prepared to do, uh, was to teach a skill. So teach a Mm -hmm. game, teach a Mm -hmm. song, um, you know, teach somebody how to shoot a basketball, you know, a 10 minute or less lesson, show us what that would look like. And everybody else is going to participate. And so then you see from the staff, you know, who's Uh, game and like, yeah, cool. You know, I'll, I'll be a kid. I'll be that really obnoxious kid, or I'll be the (laughs) totally compliant, but ask good questions, you know? Um, so I I think observation is really key when you can set up something like that and, and, and let that be a role that you can take on where you just sit and watch. Mm -hmm. Cool. All right. So, um, let's keep moving. Um, so Beth, I want to toss this question over to you first. What qualities are you looking for when you're interviewing a staff applicant? I think you hit on this some, but I'd love to hear you elaborate
3: more on that. Sure, and I have a feeling the three of us are all going to have the same kinds of (laughs) qualities, but um, I was always looking for somebody who was in it for all the right reasons. So I can teach them skills, or I can send them to training, um, but they have to have the right heart before we get started, and that was always key for me. Somebody who was willing to serve, um, not just to serve camp and the campers, but the whole community, and to serve this year, um, not just what they were willing to do last year. Um, And as we know, young adults, because we started hiring at 17, um, they changed a lot at that time in their lives. So we really had to look at this year and were they ready to do that. Uh, Somebody with a good head on their shoulders who could work really calmly in a crisis, um, but who could also think things through and act quickly when needed. Uh, Somebody who was creative, flexible, willing to learn. That was really key and eager. For us, somebody who was inclusive and open-minded and who played well with others (laughs) Um, So we often saw a lot of that on hiring day, you know, who was encouraging, who was supportive, who was letting others lead sometimes and not just trying to show us that they could lead. Um, Somebody who could admit they were wrong, uh, obviously with a strong set of morals. For me, perception was a bonus. So if somebody was a perceptive people or situation reader, that was always great for me. And I was always looking for a variety of personalities. I didn't want them all to be that sort of COA, center of attention camp person who would like to get up in front and you know wear the funny costumes and do all the singing. Those people are really valuable at camp, but I didn't want a whole staff full of them. I needed uh, the other ones too. So um, those are some of the things I was looking for.
1: Cool. How about you, Gab?
2: Um, well, we have, <clears throat> it depends on... on um... It really depends on returning staff versus, you know, new staff members. But for our returning staff, uh, we sort of have six categories. So one is uh, intent. So um, are they, you know, do they they believe in our camp values? Um, Are they camper-focused? The other one is team. So can we pair them with 80% of our staff members, no problem, without thinking about it? Um, Are they able to work with a supervisor and take feedback? Self-care. So, Mm, yes, I mean. Great one of course showering and important (laughs) every once in a while, but it sort of, it was more, it was more like, are they, are they making sure that they're going to bed? We don't have a curfew. So, um, you know, are they making sure that they're going to bed? Are they, are they not, you know, putting themselves in harm way or, you know, like that, are they caring for themselves? And I think I really like that one skills. Um, you know, are they able to teach an activity? Can they work with most of the population of our camp. So they don't have to be able to work with all of them, but sort of, you know, a, a solid chunk would be very nice. Um, and are they self-aware and able to improve? Mm-hmm. So so they're aware. You don't have to have the, you know, a huge self-awareness, but enough to be able to hear somebody out and sort of build on that. And then sort of our last one is just, um, you know, do they follow our communication program? So uh, are they able to speak up when things are you know, are going well? Are they able to follow our DARE program, which is a similar program as uh, Karen's program with the four S's? Is that correct, Beth? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. (laughs) So uh, that they understand it and and they work with it. And and this is something that we use as a guideline basically for when we're looking if we should hire somebody back. And if they have a very strong X beside one of those six, uh, it's chances are we won't hire them back they have to sort of they can be struggling with some of them but they can't have like absolutely not that doesn't work so uh, it's very clear for us and it's clear for them um, you know why or why they wouldn't have a job and you know the and the what helps with that is is that you can have a staff member that's very skilled with campers very skilled at an activity or running programs mm-hmm. but um, you know they have no patience for um, you know, staff, new staff members or young staff members that are learning, you know, and they intimidate others. And so we can't pair them with a lot of people. We won't hire that person back because they may be great there with our campers, but, you know, it's causing a problem within the staff staff group. So uh, those are the six that we're, we're basically looking for for returning staff members. And for new staff members, what we're looking for um, is a sense of adventure, Um you know, able to, to, like, meet new challenges and also a willingness to put themselves out there. Um, and, of course, you know, an interest in, in working with young people and, and helping them grow as individuals. Um, and we never, ever, ever try to sell our camp to new staff members. We don't t- talk about any of the perks. If anything, we try to scare them away. We say, you <laughs> know, there's a lot of bugs. We're, there's This biggest town is half an hour away and literally has a gas station and a church um, and one restaurant. Um, you know, you're very, you know, very little privacy. We really try to sell them on not coming to camp. And if they're still excited, if they, at the end of that first interview, and they're like, yeah, I, I actually really want to, this is, sounds interesting. Then we get into our second interview where, um, where we get in, delve into deeper co- um, you know, questions and that kind of thing. But we never, ever try to say, oh, this is wonderful. You change children's <laughs> lives and you'll make friends for life. No, no, no.
3: That's but, what you want them to say to you.
2: Yeah, it, yeah. exactly. And you, yeah. Don't, you have to be as clear as, as possible. And, and, and again, it's about expectations and the, mm-hmm. and all those things will happen if they understand sort of how much is expected of them and that you know this is a this is a job and it's difficult and it's and it's hard I think it's one of the hardest jobs that people will will do in their lifetime um and uh you know you want them to sort of be you know hard working i think is a really important part that they're not you know afraid to get their hands dirty and we look at and see if people are hard working and you know but we scare them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and they come. We love those guys. It's like super <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I started sending out a, a document because my first summer as director, I found that I was spending 10 minutes of my interview like doing the, this is what a day is like, and this is what your responsibility is to be like, well, and I just, it's just like, this is silly that I'm spending so much time doing this. I can send this ahead of time. Most of my staff are really into reading in general. Um, so I um, put together just a PDF document, and I put in a paragraph there that says, you are serving in loco parentis. You will be expected during your posi- your summer here to clean up blood and feces and urine and vomit. Yep. And if this is going to be something you can't handle, you should not apply. Um, And I really expected to get, you know, questions about that and interviews and stuff. And and never, not one person has been like, oh, can you tell me more about this? Because I was (laughs) totally ready with the response of, yeah, I'm the camp that tells you that these are things you're going to have to do. And the other camps, you're going to have to do it too. But they're just not being upfront about it. Um, So I I think it is really important for us to acknowledge what it is that they're giving up to be at camp um, so that they can see as much of the rosy picture as possible i think we've all interviewed folks who have an idea about what camp is and they're not right at all about what camp is so helping them see that's important
2: um and that that document's very we do a document as well and it's very very useful we ask them to come prepared with three questions from that document um in our first interview so it gives them something where they they actually had to think about it and um Um, I encourage like the weirder the question, you know, the better it is. So it, so I think in, in those senses, you're right. You don't want to necessarily explain everything within, you want to save time getting to know the person, um, and, and having something that's really detailed. And they usually have more than three questions, but if, if you just ask, do you have any questions about what we read or or you read? Usually they're like, no, because they're trying to be polite and they're trying to be like, I understand everything. So if you say, uh, please come to this interview with three questions, um, from that document. That'd be great. And usually that starts with some, there's some very good, uh, um, conversation that stems from that. And sometimes, and then after that first interview, sometimes they realize camp is not for them. And that's, that's where I'm, I'm very happy. I'm like, great. We, we dodged a bullet on that one. And I'm happy for them too, because that wouldn't have been a fun summer for them. They wouldn't have enjoyed themselves.
3: Yeah. And I think it's important that, we remember as youth professionals that part of what we're doing when we're interviewing is teaching young people a skill yes because for many of them this is their first job interview and so we're giving them those guidelines and boundaries and you know by helping by Gabrielle saying you know bring three questions we're giving them skills for when they go forward and do other job interviews and I think we have to remember that too
1: so true I I I, uh, my first year I did that document, I had a crossword puzzle at the end that was basically like, look around our website, see if you can figure out the answers, so mm. those little camp culture things. Um, and then i this year i just didn't put the effort into making that. So instead it's a uh, tips for your interview, um, and just some basic things like, you know, put on a nice shirt, don't wear your pajamas, make sure you're aware of what's <laughs> in your Skype background <laughs> um, be on time. And, and if we don't call you within 10 minutes of when your interview is supposed to start, call us, you know, and say, Hey, what's going on? Um, cause I've certainly had that happen too, where I've missed an interview for whatever reason and they don't ever call. And then you're like, well, okay, well, what's going on with that? You know? Um, so yeah, I think that's really key to remember that a lot of these folks are doing this for the first time and we do have to kind of train them and, and mm-hmm. take that into account too, but Um, As far as things that I really look for, there's a few really key ones. Um, For me, being a rule follower is a huge one. (laughs) And if I can interview somebody and get the sense from them that I'm not going to have to worry about whether they're going to follow expectations uh, and and follow our policies and procedures, um, that's going to make my summer easier and make their summer easier too. So um, that's something that that I like to, to seek out and and try to find out. And when I get that sense, that's a good, a good mark in their book. Um, and then as Beth and Gabo said about you know buying in and, and you wanna be at camp, is camp gonna be good for this person? Um, is this person gonna be good for camp? It's making sure that that it is true in both of those columns. Um, and and I've certainly taken some chances on folks that I'm like, man, camp is really going to boost this person's confidence and really going to help them grow. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a little scary and it's risky because you know it, it may be that they don't totally buy in or they don't totally get it. Um, but I I feel really confident in the training that we provide and the expectations that we talk about to to make it clear like this is what you're going to have to do to get the most out of this summer. Um, so I think that that's important. Um, being a good decision maker um, is is huge, and that's mm-hmm. I talk about during staff training. You know, there's really two two goals that I have during staff training. It's to build a community um, and to teach my staff to make good decisions. Because I cannot train you for the first day of camp. Like you are going to have questions the first day of camp, but if you can make the good decision to go ask for help in this community that you feel uh, that supports you, that's mm-hmm. what we want to achieve. And so. I'm I'm looking for if they're going to come in with some of those already good decision making skills, and are they going to fit into this community that I've built? Because it's totally true, like you said, Beth. There may be somebody who's really great for this year, but next year they just don't fit into that community, Um, and and that can be a really hard conversation. But I think it's Mm -hmm. something you have to be really honest and true about, and it's it's something, especially when I get to my last few positions that I'm hiring. It's like, man, this person is really great, but I already have all the Type A's that I need. (laughs) I have got to get. somebody who's a little more reserved and, um, and who's going to be able to relate to the introverts. And, and if I don't have that, I'm going to have a really terrible counselor dynamic happening. So <laughs> I'm thinking already about who's going to pair with who and, and how that's going to look. Um, and are they trainable? I think that that's the other mm-hmm. the big thing, you know, is this a person who wants to learn? Um, and I'm really fortunate cause our camp has a big focus on learning. Like that is a key element to camp. It's a, a culture that values learning very much. So, um, so I would say in general, our staff come in with that. Um, but if you don't have any interest in learning, this is not the place for you. Um, and so it's, I think that's a key thing to look for. Other thoughts on, on that, about qualities you're looking for?
3: I think we covered them.
2: I like that you did a, a, a word search.
3: Yeah, uh, I think that's
1: great. <laughs> do it. I liked great. it. And I actually yeah. got some questions about that and people would be like, um, can you tell me what the, the juice is that's maybe made from bugs? I was like, that's bug juice. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what that is. <laughs> you know, um, that's the Kool-Aid, right? Um, so yeah, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Well, so I think we should uh, dive into now. Um, what are those best interview questions, or maybe just even best practices that that you found um, when conducting interviews? Uh, Gab, let's start with you. I
2: would say uh, every summer sets your bar high, and if there's a if there's a type of um, culture at your camp that you feel a little bit hopeless and helpless, yeah, hopeless and helpless about, that in your interview process this is the time to change it so um and and don't accept anybody that's not on board with that sort of shift um and and i'm not talking about a reactional shift like that last summer but it never really happened anywhere any other time you can address those issues but i think it's it's you're coming in with their personal growth and camp's, pers- and camp's growth. And um, I've met many camp directors that are just like, well, this is the way it is. And, and, I, and I have to say, that's a very quick way of burning yourself out when you start thinking, this is the way it is, I can't change anything. It actually, you can, you can and it starts with your interview process. So, so really look at your summer, um, evaluate your summer, and see what kind of shifts that you want to change nine times out of 10, it really has to do with your staff and you want to build, you want to look at where you want your summer to go and you want to invite people to join that vision. Um, So for me, it's, it's really looking at hiring the right people and making sure that they're buying into what's the goal of, you know, next year, next summer. And I also love one of my favorite interview questions. I'm just looking right here. Ah, One of my staff members came up with this, uh, Kludzi came up with this question. I loved it. Um, her question was, uh, what type of camper or child are you drawn to that other people sometimes have a difficulty with? So, you know, for example, you know, maybe somebody that's a little bit hyperactive or maybe somebody that's a little angsty. And so so I asked that question, and they tell us, you know, somebody that's really hyperactive, blah, blah, blah. And I say, well, what would be your tip to somebody that doesn't know how to deal with something that's hyperactive? And they give a, usually... Uh, the staff members are have extreme insight on well the important thing with somebody that is X or Y or Z is this and this is how you need to approach them and this is you know why sometimes they have difficulty. It's such a great uh, question because it allows your staff members, even new staff members, to shine because hopefully they've worked with with uh, with um, children before. But it also really really shows uh, if they actually have uh, you know, very little idea about, about children themselves. Mm. So, um, for returning staff members, this shows me like, oh, they really know what they're talking about. And I'm actually going to use you in a session because that's really great information. And a new staff member, um, it shows me whether they know children at all. And, uh, I, I, I've always enjoyed this
3: question. It's one of my favorites.
1: Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. How about you, Beth?
3: For me, it was always important to create questions or challenges in a hiring day or an interview that spoke to the values that we thought were really important. So I really encourage people to do that. Whatever your camp's values are, figure out how to get those kinds of answers out. So whether you're looking for people who like thinking outside the box or or who are really creative or who are willing to take risks or who really support people around them or who are builders of community or who have great resiliency... Um, Put those things into your interview or your hiring day that will give you those kinds of answers. Um, So I was going over a bunch of like 15 years worth um, when I was preparing for the podcast, just kind of looking back over some of the questions. And um, questions like, you know, tell us a time when you put the needs of others ahead of your own. Or has there been a time when you stood up for something that you believed in that might have been an unpopular position and, and how did that feel and what did you do about it? Or, um, you know, tell us about a time that in your community or at school you put, uh, it was a job where it took a lot more effort than you thought. Um, and, you know, kind of give that, um, uh, those kinds of questions which tell a lot about them as a person. Um, and then... Um, Ruby already touched on this, but these are some other questions that we ask that tell you about how they interact with children. But, um, you know, teach me something in the next five minutes and it could be anything from like how to make a paper crane or how to, you know, speak in another language, a couple of phrases or, um, you know, how to tie a tie, whatever it happens to be. Um, but it also gives you an insight into how they think on their feet, um, how creative they are and how they communicate. Um, which I I think is always a really important fact. Um, For me, hiring day gave me a chance to front load everything about the summer, and Gab and Ruby have talked about this too, but how things will work, what my expectations were of paperwork, pay schedules, days off, all that kind of stuff. So again, allowed them to choose whether or not they were going to accept a job they were offered. Um, It allowed me to front load with parents, Um, Because we did LIT hiring days as well, not hiring days, but LIT days, um, because LITs were not just accepted simply because they were 16 years old, um, but they had to apply as well. And you could um, invite all the parents to come in half an hour before the end of the day and go over sort of the differences between your uh, child used to be a camper and now they're in LIT and what does that mean and um, all the changes that you would like them to know and how uh, you can talk to the staff about how they will treat each other through that day and that that's how they will treat each other through the summer. So um, a lot of front loading can happen that day. Um, the, The way that the day worked just to kind of give people a bit of an idea was that we would start with those expectations, how the day would run, give them all those Maslow needs, like here's where the washrooms are. This is when lunch will be like all that kind of stuff to get your gold staff members to calm down a little bit because they know it's going to happen. Um, and then let them know that they're going to be watched, that we're going to be walking around with clipboards. And usually within about the first half hour, people forget that you're looking, they forget that you're watching. but we would always start off with something really creative and something that they had to do on their own. So we set them on edge just a little bit um, so that they knew that this was real. This wasn't just a day of playing games with camp people. Um, you know, we put out uh, index cards and markers one year and said, you have one index card and, one, and all these markers. Tell us what you'd like to, us to know about you.
0: Yeah.
3: You have 10 yeah. minutes. Go. Um, you know, and then we would move into, you know, get to know you games, all those kinds of things. Um, a lot of research went into those because if we had, uh, returning staff, we wanted to do new games. Um, but you're watching who participates, who includes others, um, how well people follow instructions, as Ruby said. Um, and usually by the end of that first hour, they, they're just fully participating and forgetting that they're there for an interview. Uh, one of the things we asked them to do was to make their own business cards um, you know, what info would you put on it? What's your job title? What's your logo? What's your slogan? And Gab would have totally ruled at that. Um, we I would give, have
2: really liked that. Yeah, I <laughs> you would have been great at it. Except I might have spent too much time. It <laughs> would have been like, she's struggling with time management.
3: <laughs> but she's very creative. And yeah. <laughs> um, we would always give them an opportunity to share personal things at some point. Like uh, one year we asked them to tell us how they got their name, mm, where their cool. name came from. Um, One of my favorite things over the years, um, and I would bring it back every, you know, three or four years because other staff hadn't seen it before if they were new, but was it was called Hammer or Nail and I would get them to line up um, it was sort of grouped together in the center of the room and I would say, if you agree with this word or resonate with this word, go to the left side of the room. If you resonate with this word, go to the right side of the room. So, for example, Hammer, all the people who would say Hammer over Nail would go to one side of the room. All the people who would say Nail would go to the other. And then we would ask for volunteers to tell us why they chose that word and it was fascinating the answers they would come up with like you really had people thinking differently um, it was very interesting things like um, you know Picasso or da Vinci um, sun or moon cube or ball jeans or a suit like any of those kinds of things um, and they really some people never answered at all and that was okay but um, we got a lot of uh, really interesting um, things would come out of it. And, um, then we would move into initiatives throughout the rest of the day as things, uh, progressed and we were getting harder and harder initiatives as the day went on. So you're looking for creativity, problem solving, um, those who gave somebody else an opportunity to lead or to shine, those who were really good sports, um, all that kind of stuff. And we would always end with them having to create something really big together um, so they would have a project that they would have to do. and there could be 30, 40, 50 people in the group at that point. Um, if we're just all the counselors applicants, so it could be more than that. Um, and they had to do something together as a group. So that was always interesting to see um, how that progressed. Um, you know, one year we had them uh, help us remarket summer camp. <laughs> Cool. Um, and we actually used some of their ideas throughout the rest of the year because some of them were so good so you know what new programs would they add how would they welcome parents uh, what new uh, items would they add to the tuck shop what new traditions did they want to add all those kinds of things um so it was really interesting and then we would finish um after all the interviews took place in the afternoon as well Um, and with our expectations of how the process would go going forward. So when they would hear, um, if we needed to call them for further discussion about particular positions and um, laying that groundwork of respect for summer camp. So letting them know that we hoped our decisions would be respected inside and outside of camp and how hard the interview process was, um, you know, those kinds of things, um, it really helped us to really start building community and getting people on board before months and months before summer started. So that was kind of my process. That's awesome.
1: Very cool. Uh, I, I think, like. Oh, go
2: ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I like that, um, uh, a lot what, what you did Beth is, is directly applicable to camp and even might be used at camp. And mm-hmm. I, and I think that that's um, sometimes our staff members are used to writing papers and then all, the only person that reads the papers is the professor um, and, and a lot of the work that's asked of them is not necessarily used. And so when you can use uh, part of that interview process in your camp development and, and showcase and say, you know, what you said or what we did, we're going to implement part of it. Is it shows that, that uh, we value them and their ideas and that this is a community that's built um, together and not just by one person that's mm-hmm. making decisions. So I really like that, um, marketing piece that you guys did. And,
3: uh, yeah, that's, that's, it was awesome fun that, they were amazing. And then as I recall, that was a great senior staff that year. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was sure. sure they felt some ownership at that point too. Absolutely. So Absolutely. Cool. And we're really excited when they came to the tuck shop and they were like, Oh my gosh, that's my thing. It's like, Aww. yep, there it is. So exactly. it was fun.
2: Yeah. It's a, it's a very cool, um, uh, we did a, a similar thing where we 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 had like a pizza programming party, and we had a bunch of staff. But it was definitely partially staff training, staff interviewing, and uh, we even had some new staff members come and join. And like I said, not everybody can come to these things because people are uh, live many different areas. But
3: um, you have international staff, so that makes yeah. things a little difficult.
2: <laughs> exactly. And we actually hosted a, a pizza uh, party in Mexico, which was really fun. Um, and, we, and I did Skype with them. But the fact that we are we didn't implement everything that we discussed, but we implemented some of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really, really nice for, I mean, th- I think everybody felt like they, they contributed to something. So it's cool.
1: So cool. Uh, I think one of the things I want to make sure I highlight is uh, all three of us um, require or required return staff to go through the interview process again, um, and I, I certainly do still encounter many folks who don't have return staff interviews or asking like, well, what do you do about that return staff member who isn't really cooperating? Like, you don't hire them. Um, so <laughs> if you're not having them go through the process, I think there should be something, even if it's as little as a you know a 10 minute conversation of why do you want to be back at camp. Um, because I think even that little bit is better than just, Hey, who wants to come back this summer? Okay. Get an email back. Cool. You're, you are assigned, um, and, and you've got a job. So Um, I I think that that's a really smart thing to do, and and it can be a very extensive process. It can be different from the new staff, or it can be the same. Um, But I I tell my staff at the end of the summer, you know, we try to have a 50-50 split of return and new. So there's only so many return spots. And if you want one, you got to apply for it. And you may be told you need to take a year off. That may happen, but that's what's best for camp and best for you. So um, I think making that clear is is important, talking about that process. Um, So... I just quickly brainstorm some of my favorite questions, and I kind of have two categories of just fun but insightful, um, and then the more you know traditional camp uh, or traditional interview questions. Um, one that I found that works really well when you have a staff member who is um, who's really nervous in their interview. If I see, like, I can really sense that they're just tense and and scared. Um, I will ask them, tell me about your passions. What are some things that you really care about or really interested in? And a lot of times, I mean, you can visibly see them kind of go, Oh, well, I love being outside. (laughs) And, you know, and just when they start getting into that world of these are the things that I love and it's easy for them to talk about those things. Um, so I use that a lot of times as a tool, uh, when I see somebody who just is clearly really nervous in their interview. Um, some fun questions that I ask. I asked my return staff this year, what do you think about when you're alone in the car? And it's been such a fun question to hear the answers to. And, you know, it's everything from from you know, like I listen to music in the car and that, and I'm just yelling out loud the whole time. And like, that's totally me. So I can relate to that. (laughs) Or, you know, I'm thinking about just life's problems and issues and things that I'm sorting out. Um, it's just, it's a cool way to see like, how do they reflect? How do they spend that time alone? It can give you a hint on, are they an introvert or an extrovert? Like how, what is that time needed for? Um, with my new staff this year, I've been asking, um, it's, it's a question I took right off of like a 50 best interview questions or outrageous interview questions or whatever. And it's essentially that you're shrunk to the height of a nickel and you're, you know, still your body, but you're thrown into a glass blender and the blades are going to start moving in 60 seconds. What are you going to do? Um, and so it's the classic, like, what are people going to do thinking on their feet? Right. Right. Um, and I've, one of the answers that just totally blew me away is is one of the the folks and i and I've hired this girl for this summer she said, You know like if there's just really no way i'm gonna get out, i'm just gonna just start yelling to all the people that I love and just hope it makes its way through the universe that they hear that one last thing before before the blades get turned on and I was just like. Wow, that was a really insightful and creative <laughs> response and and just kind of shows where her heart is, I think. Um so that's it's been a fun one and I've also had people that just have been like I I, I don't I don't know. <laughs> you know, <And laughs> you got to be able to think on your feet at camp, so it doesn't necessarily <laughs> automatically take them out but um it it shows a lot. Um when I was drivers, actors, like stuck, you
3: know, lie flat, lie flat. Lie
1: down (laughs) until it's over. Yeah, I've got a lot of that too. Um, But there's also the like, how many people are like, I'm going to do everything I can to get out. And the other people that are saying, I'm just going to be patient and wait at the bottom of the blender, you know? So I think it's, it really is more insightful than I really thought it was going to be. It's been fun. Um, one of our other directors asks about if you were going to throw a theme party, what kind of theme would it be and what would you dress up as? Um, so that's been a fun one. Um, yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one. Um, and then for some more like serious questions, um, I like to ask return staff and sometimes new staff as well. How does camp fit into the big picture? Um, you know, what role does your role at camp this year play in your life outside of camp? Um, I like to ask, especially cabin counselors, but am my naturalists as well, what do you think are the keys to creating community? Mm. Um, because I, it's become to my attention that a lot of young people really don't have any idea how to help people forge friendships. And, um, so, so helping them see, um, or when they come with that, that's awesome, but also helping them see like, these are the very specific steps you can take to create community. Um, A great question that I ask almost always is share a time that you had a um, difference of opinion with an employer or an authority figure or maybe even just somebody who was older than you were and what you did in that situation. Uh, And that one's really insightful because you sometimes have the kids that say, oh, I never have disagreements with anybody. And they're like, (laughs) liar. (laughs) It's not true. Um, So and that's a hard one. And I always tell them, like, you can think about this, but, you know, please, please answer. Um, My return staff, I always ask them, uh, what can the administration do to support you in having a successful summer? Um, some of that is you get some touchy-feely, like they're like, Oh, you guys were so great, and just keep doing what you were doing. But you know, you also get the, you know, we needed more communication or we needed these issues, and it and it and it helps identify um where you, as the director, can be a better supervisor and and boss. Um and the last thing that I wanted to share was um actually a, a a tip that came from Chris Thurber at directors camp this year. One of my friends went and um, talking about group interviews and and just processes, you could do this during staff training, or I don't think I would do it during a, a group interview. But um, you have there's a series of events that are all different things that you have the, this group of staff or applicants do. Uh, but one of the last things you have them do is they stand in a circle, and there's one person in the middle, and um, the people in the circle can ask that person in the middle anything they want to, anything at all, and the person in the middle can only respond with the word sausage. And so you know you're having to say, uh, tell your story, but you can only say the word sausage, and and you can see you know. How people deal with that, like, are they uncomfortable? Do people make it inappropriate right away? Um, And just said, like, there's so much you can learn (laughs) in that two minutes of watching people do this. Um, So I thought that was a really kind of ridiculous, but also, you know, it's it's very true. Like, there's lots of things in camp that that we have to, we can only say so much, and we got to keep it appropriate and. Um, how are you going to set people up for success? Are you trying to set people up for failure? Because um, it's funny, you know. It was, it was. I think that's a really creative idea. So, um, yeah. Any other best practices, interview questions, uh, things that you guys want to throw out? I, I think if you,
2: if uh, Ruby, if you're going back to um, interviewing returning staff members um, and you don't have that much time, I think the the two questions that. That I time to fo- focus on, and one of them you, you mentioned is, um, you know, what what do you think uh, camp camp can do better at, mm-hmm. and that's sort of the a little bit of the supervisor administrative, but and they don't have to come with it on how to make it better, but just I think we can do this better, but I don't know how, and just build your interview question around problem solving that issue, and that way. Um, uh, those returning staff members are, you know, thinking that they're learning that they're part of, of the solution. And then the other part is uh, how are you different from, you know, we'll say Ruby now compared to Ruby in June. Cool. Um, and where do you want to be uh, next year at the end of the summer? Um, and those are the two questions that I sort of tend to focus on. If, and, and if you don't have time to do a lot of interviews with your returning staff members, those are the two that I would sort of, Go with because it's they're they're contributing to camp and you're helping them uh, grow as an individual.
1: Cool. Awesome. Well, I think we're there. I think it's the time of the show when uh, Gab provides us with a recap. We've <laughs> covered a lot today. Uh, so tell us what you learn today, Gab. <laughs> we
3: I feel- like we should have theme music for I this part I, of the show. We should. <laughs> work on
1: that.
2: Season three. I had to rewrite some of this. I was like, this is insane okay i've categorized it into three categories what we're looking for tools and questions uh all right what we're looking for um people that make good decisions are they trainable are they inclusive are they team players are they camp centered focus are they awesome in general tools uh returning staff let's interview them it's really important help us um uh remarket our summer expectations that's a tool tell what you expect from staff members? Uh, creative application, use Doodle, um, online scheduling, handwritten letters. I'm going to start doing that this summer. Um, That's a great one. Hammer a nail. If you don't know what that is, check out the podcast. Multiple <laughs> interviews. Teach us something. I love that. Teach us something. You can do that over Skype. Um, email afterwards. Recap what you talked about. Group interviewing can be really cool. Make sure you have clipboards and intimidate people. Um, be transparent <laughs> no, with no, new no. staff members. <laughs> <laughs> That was a joke. I apologize. Uh, uh, Be transparent with new staff uh, members, making sure that it's not all roses and ponies at your camp. All right. Uh, Interviewing questions. Actually, best thing is to go back to what um, uh, Ruby just said because she listed a whole bunch of of great uh, interview questions, but here are a couple of them that we'll just add in just in case tell me about a time dot, dot, dot is a really great question because it actually stems from their own experiences. Um, And then come up with some crazy question like, what do you think uh, about when you're alone in your car? That could just (laughs) lead to so many fun conversations. Um, And that is basically what we talked about today on this podcast. Great. Well done.
1: No problem. So good at that. So good at that. <laughs> um so we want to share with you all how to get involved with our podcast. You can join us on the hashtag camp code uh, and please tell us what topics you would like for us to discuss. Uh, Any guests that you'd recommend that we talk to, any great leadership training tips that you have to share with us, we'd love to hear from you because we are all about sharing in this industry. Um, Also, if you found this podcast to be useful, we would love for you to leave a rating and review for us on iTunes. Um, And we've actually made it easy for you. You can go do that by going to camphacker.tv slash cc underscore iTunes. Or you can also tweet your love uh, about the show (laughs) with a a pre-made, you don't even have to write it, tweet. Uh, If you go to (laughs) camphacker.tv. camphacker.tv slash love. that's all one word, campcodelove, um, and it'll make it real easy, you can pop that right into your Twitter account. Uh, we also want to send out a big thank you uh, to Iskis and Aqua3017, who have written reviews for us and, um, on iTunes, and we really appreciate hearing from you. Um, your feedback helps keep this show going, so um, please make sure um, that you head on over to iTunes and leave us a review there, we really appreciate that. Uh, We'll post those links also in our show notes, so it'll be easy to to click over from there. Uh, So next up, I want to go around and make sure you know how you can get in touch with us. Um, So Beth, tell us a little bit about how to find Jeff.
3: You can find me most easily with Camp Hacker. So my email is Beth at CampHacker.tv. You can go to CampHacker.tv to our website or use the hashtag Camp Hacker. But now you can also find us at uh, GoCamp.pro, which is a new venture that we're going to be um, getting ready for the new year. So lots of support and information for camping pros.
1: Cool.
2: Gab? Uh, you can check out where I work at com, or you can follow me on Twitter at Gabrielle Rail.
1: Awesome. And I'm also on Twitter. I'm rubylyn 85 um, You can also email me. It's just ruby at greenriverpreserve.org. And for our next podcast, we are so excited to be interviewing Luke Durham of Camp Laney uh, for an episode all about leadership training at a boys' camp. We recently recorded a podcast about training at a girls' camp Um, and so we wanted to call in an expert, uh, about boys (laughs) camp since none of us had specific experience there, uh, on a long-term basis. Um, summer camp has been a big part of Luke's entire life and he's really been lucky enough to graduate from being a camper to a camp staff member to director, uh, of Camp Laney, which is a boys camp in Mentone, Alabama, um, Interestingly enough, that is the same town where I worked in outdoor education for four and a half years. So it was really fun to talk to, um, to get to talk to Luke and and um, hear about our favorite restaurants, which there's only one or two, uh, <laughs> and, and hear a little bit about a camp that I've heard so much about from the outside and hear a little more about what's going on, on the inside. Um, Luke's gonna be sharing some of his greatest ideas and stories for how to create a welcoming and open environment at Boys Camp while also teaching young men to be their best selves. So our final segment on each podcast is a best practice for leadership training, and we would love to hear some of your most memorable moments or most effective tips. Uh, You can tell us what they are using that hashtag camp code. Today, Beth has our best practice. Uh,
3: It's fun when I hear the shows and I'm a part of it, and everything that comes out of my co-host's mouths are things that I would say too. Um, For the most part, obviously, they... uh, Each have their own creative ideas, but our philosophies are so similar that um, I was going to give some advice for our best practice, and I think you've already heard most of it uh, from them as the show went on. But for me, uh, with 15 years of doing that, the one thing I learned was that your hiring process has to be what's best for camp, It's really hard. It's a hard job, but you are the one that has the big picture. And so you have to put the effort in to make sure that the hiring process is done exactly, which is whatever camp needs. So that might mean interviewing, re-interviewing all those people who've worked for you for five, six, seven, eight summers already. But that is what's best for camp. Um, Don't be afraid to ask the hard questions. These are the most important decisions you will make all year. Um, So trust your gut. If something feels off, it likely is. So take the time to address it. Take an opportunity to discuss any concerns that you have. um, Things that you heard about last summer that you know as camp directors we all start to hear about things September October November Um, things that didn't follow your camps philosophy take that opportunity to address those issues now Um, when I was hiring I would always call to offer a job and say but here's my concern for this year and this can't happen at camp again Um, you know just putting it out there um, it's not about hiring is not about being their friend Um, that's the really important part is making sure that they know you have to do what's best for camp and my second piece of advice is to make them work for it. Um, even the ones who have been on staff for years, they need to show you how important that job is this year and if their heads and hearts are, are still in it. Um, if they're the right fit, they're going to completely understand why you ask them to go through it every year and never, ever apologize for high expectations. So those would be my words of advice.
1: Nice. That's awesome. Cool. Well, thank you so much for listening and please join us on the hashtag camp
3: code.
0: Please remember no other industry shares its best practices. The way summer camps do. If you use an idea heard on a camp hacker podcast, please be professional and give credit where credit is due. The camp code is brought to you by Beth and Travis Allison, summer camp, leadership training and marketing consultants. Thanks for the listening friends.
3: packer bringing your world into focus